Hello there, everyone. I'm Anna. And I'm Jocelyn. And you're listening to episode five of Escape Expeditions, where Jocelyn and I talk to you about escape room reviews, recommendations, and other industry nonsense. And today is all reviews. All about the escape game. But first, jingle. Here it is. Starting route to Escape Expeditions. Continue listening for 45 minutes. All right. So, as we said previously, today we're going to be talking all about the escape game. Yep. And we're going to review six out of seven of their games. False. We're going to be reviewing seven out of eight of their games. Right. Yep. Because there's one that we haven't played. Good job counting. Yep. Thanks. So, the escape game is one of our favorite venues to play at. And personally, it was the venue where I was first introduced to escape games and spurred this entire journey that I have been on. Which leads to right now. Yes. And what we're going to do is we're going to individually review each of the games that we have played, which includes The Heist, Prison Break, Gold Rush, Mission Mars, Playground, classified, and special ops, colon, mysterious market. (laughs) Yes, which is every The Escape Game game except for Nashville, because we have not been to their Nashville location, which is the only location where that game runs. Yes. So stay tuned for if we ever go to Nashville, we will certainly play it, but we just haven't up to this date. So we're going to be going through our usual five criteria for every game that we talk about. And if you're interested in only listening to the review for a particular game, we're going to be posting the time codes for when the reviews for each game starts in the show notes. So you can just find out when that particular review starts and jump ahead to whatever part, or you can listen to our beautiful voices (laughs) review every single game if you so desire. Yeah, but if you are looking to play a specific game very soon and you want to hear us talk specifically about that, then we'll link it for you. Yes, very good. We decided to do the escape game as one of our earlier venue reviews because they have locations in a lot of different places. So we thought the chance of people playing these games is a lot higher than local venues to us here. Right. And they overall have very high quality games that throughout their entire lineup are all very solid. And yeah, like Jocelyn said, they have a growing number of venues across the country, including, but not limited to, Nashville, which is their, I think, flagship location. They obviously have one here in Orlando. They have one in Austin, Texas, Cincinnati, Chicago. So all over the place, they're popping up. Yeah, and we'll link all of those locations in the show notes. There's tons of them, so we're not going to list them all for you. Right, exactly. There's too many for me to memorize. We're going to start off with The Heist, which is actually... The very first escape game I ever played, and I think one of the first games we played at the escape game together, right? Yeah. It was the third game that I had ever played, and the first game that we played together. Yes. So, to get started, do you want to talk a little bit about the story of the heist? All right. So, this is what it says on their website. Recover a priceless painting. There's an art to crime. Your world... Yeah. (laughs) But, um... Yeah. I'm not going to read the whole paragraph, but basically, 
you have to steal a painting from a museum. Yes. And the reason that you're stealing said painting is because it was recently stolen from someone else. So your job is to steal it back. Yes. Within the museum curator's office. So in terms of story, I mean, this one is pretty straightforward. You got to get in, steal the art, and get back out. There's nothing too complicated about it. Yeah, it's a very simple story. Nothing really changes. It doesn't really develop. It's just find the break-in, steal the art, escape. So would you say that it's one of the weakest parts of the game is a story? Yeah, but it was also one of their earliest games. So I don't think escape the escape game world was doing heavy story-based games really at that point. You mean like the industry in general, not the escape game, what we're talking about, the venue. The, yeah, the escape call game the escape industry. Game. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Clarifications are good. Yeah. Um. So our next criteria is production value or like how the, the room itself looks and feels. And I would say that this room starts off pretty strong. I mean, they say that you're trying to steal something from an art gallery and they put you r- straight into the art gallery from the beginning. And I feel like it's pretty convincing. Yeah. It's nothing super crazy scenically or anything. It's a like a hallway kind of. Mm-hmm. And there's paintings on all the walls. But it does feel like you're in a gallery. It just wasn't an ambitious design choice or anything. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I liked about it at the time was... I mean, I had obviously no idea what to expect in terms of like what an escape game was. And I thought it was going to be a lot of like puzzly looking things, yeah. you know, like I really had, you know, no expectations. So when I saw this room to start off, I thought like, okay, it looks like an art gallery. Like, where are the puzzles? Yeah. And I was, I, I thought that that was one of the cool parts about it because it made me more curious about, you know, how do you even start? Like, where mm-hmm. do I look? What am I supposed to do? And that triggered my uh, investigative skills, I suppose. Yeah, and I remember, because we played this game twice, the first time that we played it, it took us a little while to figure out what the beginning, what the first puzzle is. To get the ball rolling a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that, because it feels very art gallery and not very puzzly, which we always love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so scenically, production value-wise... The second room is like an office, kind of. Right, the curator, museum curator's office. Yeah, so it's just office looking, which... Yeah, nothing super over the top. I mean, it it executes what it says that it is. Yeah, it looks like an office and it doesn't look like... It's not four white walls and a bunch of locks everywhere. Like, it feels like you're in a museum curator office, but that's not anything crazy. There's book bookcases filled with books and yeah. an elaborate desk and like it just it's fine i would say yeah i would say it's just fine right yeah just fine yeah and the story continues from the museum curator's office to where you're supposed to actually be finding this art piece that was presumably stolen so it doesn't just stay in the office the whole time and the story kind of unfolds from there but i mean it's nothing really to write home about in terms yeah. of the production value or the the scenic yeah of the game. i agree i wouldn't say that was one of its strong points no and it's definitely the weakest scenic out of all of the escape games games yeah absolutely i like the way that we've set up how we're discussing these games because we're kind of starting from what in my opinion is the weakest game of the escape games 
lineup mm-hmm. to what I think is, you know, their strongest, like their most their most immersive game. Yeah, the ones with the highest production value, yeah, the ones the with the best ones. puzzles, the newer ones. Yeah. You can definitely tell that the games get better as the escape game has gone along releasing them. Yeah, and I mean, there's like a two-year difference, maybe three-year difference between The Heist and Mysterious Market. I think more than that. Maybe. So anyway, in terms of immersion, what would you say about this game? I think it has enough immersion that makes it wow enough for a brand new player. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if you are... Why I like the escape game so much as a brand is that if you are a new player and you play an escape game, uh, the escape game, escape game. This is going to be so difficult for this whole episode. The escape game, escape game. I'm just like. <laughs> then you understand what escape games are enough and like what a good escape game can be. The heist is by, in, by 2019's standards, not a great game, but it still holds up in a way that will get you excited about escape games as a concept. I would disagree and when you say that you think it's not a great game. I think it is a great game. It just it's not a good representation of what the escape game can do as a brand because we know that they can produce such better games because we've played all of them or most of them. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was great though. No, but at the time sure. we were really blown away by it and we had an excellent, you know, experience yeah. in general, I would say. Yeah. I think it's next on the Escape Games chopping block. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later. So what do you think about the puzzles about this game? I remember a few puzzles that I was really a fan of and a few that I was not. So it has a good mix of both. I think the starting puzzle is really fun, especially for a new player. It really has a lot of different Escape Game elements, I think. Yeah, I think what I really liked about it is there was a lot of investigating yeah. and like clue finding it's probably why we did so badly the second time because that's our weak point we're, yeah we're horrible at finding things but what i mean to say is that it's less of like oh look at this table maze or like look yeah. here's a crossword puzzle we have to solve or stuff that you know you can automatically tell what it is it was a lot of like organically finding what you're supposed to do in the space mm-hmm. and interacting with the different parts of the room in order to make that happen versus just like blatantly putting like something you have to solve on a table to get a four digit number yeah the puzzles aren't in your face you feel a lot more like a private eye like you're actually gonna steal stuff yeah that's kind of what i was talking about earlier about it being really new player friendly in a way that's positive for the industry i think because that is a much more immersive like entertainment like theme park-y kind of experience Mm -hmm. than like you know some games that we've played that are a bunch of lock boxes everywhere right this game is not like that no it doesn't immediately overwhelm you with locks and things that you think you have to do it's more finding them along the way yeah i would give the puzzles like a 6.5 out of 10 yeah i would say it's middle of the road i mean they were still fun It's definitely worth playing, but I would put it on the bottom of your The Escape Game list. Yeah, if you had to choose um, what game to play, if you've never played any of them, I mean, I wouldn't say don't play it, but the other ones I think are more impressive than this one, just to be honest. Yeah. Okay, so last on our list is Customer Experience. 
I mean, overall, I remember having a great experience in this game because it was the very first escape game I ever played and it sparked like this huge, like passion in me that I didn't mm-hmm. even know I had. And I remember we immediately went to go play a different game uh, somewhere else. Yeah. And so I, I really, really was blown away by it when we first played. Yeah. At least at the escape game Orlando, their customer service has always been good. So what I do want to say up front about just kind of in general about the experiences we've had every time we go to the escape game is it's pretty much guaranteed that you're going to play with random people. Yeah. And that's just because they always have public games. They don't have an option to like pay extra to get a private game like some other places do. You have to book out the whole room. Yeah. And that's obviously for a group of two like us is, I mean, laughably expensive. Like we're not, we're never going to pay, you know three hundred dollars just to play one game the two of us so we pretty much always are paired with other random people which is fine i mean that experience is always a hit or miss yeah and obviously we would prefer a private experience so if we had the option of going to a venue that has a private game usually we'll pick that right over a public game but for public games these games at least are built for they have a decent amount of puzzles and then they're built for more people. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say all that up front because it's kind of going to be a similar thread when we talk about each of these games. Okay, you want to say anything else about the heist before we move on? Overall? I would say, in a nutshell, it is a good game. Not, you know, blow your mind, excellent, but still really fun. Good for beginners and good for a big group. If you want to play it, I have a sneaking suspicion that it will be the next game that the escape game pulls out. So if you haven't played it and you're looking to do it, I would do it soon. All right. So next one up on our list is Prison Break. A classic. Everyone loves a good jailbreak. Yes. You're going to tell us a story? Yes. Story time. All right. So their website says, complete your daring escape a million ways in, one way out. Mm. The year is 1955. You've been wrongfully accused of a crime. Makes As is sense. very uh, common <laughs> in escape games. I don't know what we keep doing to keep yeah. getting wrongfully thrown in jail for things. For life sentences, usually, also. On death row. Yeah. Your new home is a cell that once belonged to an inmate who disappeared without a trace. Or did he? Mm. Some claim he escaped. Others swear he was murdered by the infamously cruel warden. But no one actually knows. Can you escape before you suffer the same fate? Difficulty, 9 out of 10. I feel like the end of that description deserves a dun-dun-dun. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, so let's jump right into our review. So, I mean, we've talked about prison games a bajillion times. We've played a bajillion prison games. This was the first prison game I ever played. And I think when we first started playing in general, I was the most excited about this one. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, prison, so cool. I, think I still kind of get like that, even though I'm like, oh, yes, another prison cell. Yeah, I know. Some people hate it. Some people love it. It just depends. But as far as prison storylines go, I mean, there's not much yeah. different about it from other ones. The only thing that's different, I would say, is that it's set in the 50s. So. Yeah. And also this one is someone who was in your cell before you has previously escaped and left you clues on how to escape. Rather allegedly. Than, allegedly. Yeah, rather than just, like, escape, which is what most prison games are, I feel like. 
Yeah, so there's actually a story as to why these puzzles exist versus there just is puzzles in the prison because, you know, <laughs> prison. Yeah, so at least they're work they're working it in that the pers- the prisoner who escaped already before you is leaving you clues which are the puzzles for you to go all the way out of your cell and into the warden's office and hopefully escape. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that part I thought was pretty strong about the yeah, game. Yeah, I think so too. The production value of this game when I first walked in was, for me, off the charts. Yeah, especially for when we first played it, which was in 2016. Yes. And this was the first split start game we've ever played. Yes. So you start off in two separate cells so they recommend a group of about six to eight. You can play with as little as two, but for beginners playing a split start game with just two people, I would Zero not- Zero out of 10 would I recommend that. Yeah, would definitely not recommend doing that. Yeah. It is beautiful. I mean, yeah. in terms of you know, a, pr- a dingy prison cell. Yeah, it really feels like a prison cell. It has everything a prison cell would have, like cinder block-ish walls and bars. Jumpsuits. Yes. Toilets. Toilets, a sink. And even when you make it out of your cells and you explore the prison more, it still really feels like you're in that prison. And then when you get to the office, it feels like an office. Yes. And uh, one of the things I remember distinctly about this game is that it's supposed to be set during like a thunderstorm. Yeah. So they have, you know, the lights flickering, like as if it's a thunderstorm. They've got the the rain sounds and the thunder sounds and that just added to it for me that I really enjoyed. Yeah, it's a little dark and dingy. Yeah, it's a little spooky. Spooky. Yeah. Which I liked. That I thought was a 10 out of 10. Yeah, um, production value. And the production value really holds up now. I would not imagine them replacing Prison Break anytime in the near future. Yeah, and from what we can tell by, you know, every time we try to go there, Prison Break is always booked. Yeah. And this was a game that they opened with. So mm-hmm. it's been there for quite some time and it's still getting people coming in just because i mean number one people love escaping from prison and number two it's just it like you said it still holds up today Yeah, it's a great game still so that kind of ties in with our next criteria which is immersion these can these things really go hand in hand because a great production value is going to lead to great immersion yeah yeah, and especially with the communication aspect of this game, you're separated in two cells because if you were in prison, why would you have six people in one cell or eight people in one cell? Mm-hmm. At least you're split and you have to communicate back and forth. Their clue system is the same immersion-wise as we talked about heist. It's a screen and the voice of God kind of thing where they talk to you from the ceiling. God in quotation marks. Yeah. And also for... Uh, immersive purposes i mean i wouldn't say that the the puzzles are super integrated into the prison scenario which for me i think was fine because i was so into just like the environment and like figuring out the puzzles to begin with that i wasn't so concerned about like would this really be in a prison i think i would disagree because i feel like most of the puzzles maybe like 65 percent of the puzzles are That's a very specific percentage. Yeah, I didn't think it was 70. (laughs) (laughs) Are pretty prison integration style puzzles. Okay. That are things that you would actually be doing. There are a couple of them that are very escape game, but there are things that are absolutely immersion and things that I have only done in the escape game game. Yeah, I would say at the time that it was designed, it was like pushing the boundary in terms of what you could do, like physical things that you could do. 
you know, integrated puzzles with the environment, sure, I'll, you know, I would say that that is a fair argument. You just disagree. I mean, I disagree that all of them are. I yeah. think that, you know, back when we started playing it, it was definitely one of the ones that was doing it the most. Yes. It's not picture perfect immersion, but it's no. definitely a pretty immersive game. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Puzzles? We just talked a little bit about them, the integration wise, but what about the actual puzzles themselves? I thought they were pretty pretty good all around. I I can't think of any that stick out to me that were super annoying or tedious one but the rest of them i'm trying to think of which one you're thinking of oh i just think there's something that should have been a little more clear the execution was fine i just couldn't tell what i was supposed to be doing it was too hard to differentiate between two things right but that doesn't make the puzzle tedious what what i mean when i say tedious is like you know exactly what you're supposed to do, but it takes you 10 minutes to execute because there are just so many steps. Yeah, and I also, I have no problem with puzzles that are like that if the thing that you're doing is enjoyable. So if the task is do something, like once you figure out what you're supposed to be doing and it takes a long time to execute it, if the execution part is fun, that's totally different than like, you know, put all of these things in order from one to a hundred. Overall, I would say that the puzzles are really fun. The first time we played this game, overall, I think the puzzles were really fun. I remember the first time we played, we thought it was really challenging and we used all of our clues and I don't even think we got out. We didn't escape the first time. It was also like the third or fourth game that we played. Yeah, overall. Yeah. I had a great time. I would. This is still a game that, you know, this many years later, I would still recommend to people, like you said. Yeah, it was our favorite Orlando game for a long time. Mm-hmm. There are some things about it, I think, that maybe... Could use could, some updating. Right, yeah, could yeah. use some updating. But that doesn't mean that I that it's not fun or that I wouldn't... If I couldn't... If I could erase it from my memory, I would still play it again. Even yeah. today in 2019. Absolutely, yeah. 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 All right, so overall thoughts about Prison Break. Awesome split start game. If you like split start games, I would definitely give it a shot. Great for a communication team building. Yeah, I would say... Four to six people is probably the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I w- probably I like maybe my third favorite escape game game. Escape game game? Yep. Yeah, I would say this is not a game that you should play casually. It is yes. very hard. Yep. And this is not a game that I would sign up for after a night at the bar with your friends because you're going to need your brain for this one. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next on the list is Gold Rush. Gold Rush! This is one of my favorite ones to this day. totally different than Prison Break. So different, yeah. Let's start with the story. Yes, give us the story. We want the story. You have 60 minutes to find the gold. Makes sense. For nearly two centuries, the hope of gold has lured people to the hills of Northern California. Mm-hmm. No one was captivated more than Clyde Hamilton, a greedy gold prospector who loved to gamble. Who didn't? Clyde made too many bets with the wrong crowd, and now he's missing. (gasps) You've been tipped off to where he stashed his gold, but so has the mob. Find it first. And conveniently, the mob will be here in one hour. (laughs) Yes, conveniently. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing I thought was super cool about this game is that it starts, air quotes, outside of this cabin. Yes. Also, just so you guys know, on the Escape Games website, 
they now have 3D room tours Ooh, yes. of all their games. So if you want to spoil yourself and look at the scenic before you play, if you, you need can. any more convincing that they have a super high production value, yeah, you can go on their website and literally look at the game. Yeah. So number one on our list is story, which I just read you the story, but I think the story of escaping the mob and finding the gold carries through the game. It's not a very, it doesn't really develop much or change, but you find pieces of gold along the way and you need to find more of it and the whole stash before the mob gets there. The mob doesn't really come into a big, big role besides just being the looming monster that is 60 minutes away. Yes. But it is very, you know, gold prospector miney. Yeah, so the story is there. It's just loose. Yeah. But yeah, it's super it's super cool. It starts outside like you're in the forest mm-hmm. and there's the facade of a wooden cabin. Yeah, with stairs. With stairs leading up to the front door and to start off the game, I remember you had to like look through the trees mm-hmm. and There's a few easy puzzles outside to kind of get you into the cabin. Great beginner game, I think. Yeah, I mean, they have this listed as a 7 out of 10 in difficulty. So it is, you know, a couple steps down from the difficulty of Prison Break, which is listed at a 9. I recommend this game to everyone, especially beginners, because the theme is pretty unique. Yeah, The story is pretty unique. And the production value of it, I think, is great. Yeah. And it's a really impressive scenic to look at if you've never played an escape game before all right so immersion we already talked about how awesome this looks which definitely goes into immersion and their clue system is the the same same. as the other two games we've talked about voice of god situation one thing that the escape game does really well in a lot of their games is they have some hidden fun surprises about how to travel from one room to the next and gold rush has one as well as prison break so that Mm -hmm. is super fun and i am always a fan of unique room exits yeah and we're purposefully making this vague so that we don't spoil um any of your experiences of course but it's always fun when you're exploring a game and moving from one space to the next and there's like a wow moment of like ooh, cool i get to go do this thing yeah which is not so great for ada accessibility but they do have a lot of good workarounds yeah it's usually like only one person has to do the thing the very vague thing. Yeah. Which you may or may not be able to see on their website if you go and look at pictures of this game. Right, but maybe you're not going to look at it. So this is why we will be vague. Yes, exactly. So that helps with the immersion. And you do a couple of very immersive puzzles. There are some that I remember about this game that were not super immersive. Yes. Like, I don't really think a jigsaw puzzle has any place in a gold mine. Absolutely. But... But there is something that you do that is super immersive for a gold mine yeah so it's kind of a give and take i mean i wouldn't say that having something that does not organically fit in the space in the sense of the story detracts from how fun the game is no not it's just from an enthusiast perspective generally people want puzzles that only would theoretically be there if you were actually in that environment Mm -hmm. but i mean if you think about it if we're just like like here in our office at home, there are not puzzles around. Right. So like the fact that it is an escape game and it has to have puzzles inherently like kind of yeah, like, a gets lot rid of, of that. That's why I like a lot of task-based stuff because a lot of tasks can be integrated a lot easier into 
the environment and the story. And this game has a couple of tasks that are super fun. Super fun. So I was a big fan of that, which leads us into puzzles, which is next. My only complaint really with the puzzles, besides not all of them being super immersive, which, you know, you can take that or leave that. Yeah. Is that there was one puzzle that we did and we didn't have to do it. Like we were able to bypass it by doing something else, by figuring something out that was not hard. Mm-hmm. Like the the puzzle gave us information that was pretty common sense, I think. Right, but then you have to think about it from a design perspective where someone who doesn't think that that particular task is common sense needs to be led there. Right, but which it I also should be it also should be impossible to do it then without doing the other thing. Yeah, you mean like a hard stop, like you yeah. can't You shouldn't be able to skip steps in my opinion. You can't do the opinion. thing without doing the thing that yeah. was designed to be before the thing. Right, exactly. Yeah. Did but, you guys I mean, follow that? <laughs> count how many times i say thing in this podcast and we'll give you a prize but i mean you're thinking of it in terms of you like to build puzzles and you know the way that you think that it should be done right sure that doesn't mean that you know some people don't need a little a little nudge right but i also think it is a little game breaking if you can skip an entire puzzle by something that is not hard to figure out that's true. I think that comes down to the game master watching. If they can see that you can figure out what you need to do before spending five minutes doing this other step, that's just going to lead you to where somewhere you've already gone. Of course, yeah, they should tell you not to do it. Yeah. But also, the game shouldn't allow you to do that in the first place, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that that makes this game broken at all. No. I mean, if you have a big enough group, what do they say? Yeah, you can have up to eight people in there. So... I don't think the game is broken. I think the puzzle is broken. But I think the game is great still. Just that is my gripe about that particular puzzle. But there were plenty of puzzles that I enjoyed. I think the average person would not have that opinion, though. We've just played so many games that, like... Right. This is I'm, I'm allowed to be picky. We're reviewing it. This is true. Overall, I really enjoyed the puzzles. There was, like you said, a little bit of a snag when we solve something that just led us back to something we had already done which is always a little bit frustrating but besides that i didn't have any problems with anything else yeah puzzle wise or anything else in general both Mm -hmm. i would say so last is experience we only played this game once we have only played this game once correct yes and when we played, we actually didn't play with random people because yeah. we brought our friends. I know. And we it was like an introductory game, I think. I think it was the first game they played. So we were like, we took, we knew that it was going to be a reliably positive experience. Right. Because we always have a positive experience at the escape game. And yeah. we also love dragging people to come with us. Yeah. So it was a great beginner intro game for them. And we still liked it experience, as experienced players. So I think it works for both. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot for everyone to do. I don't remember there being any major bottlenecks during this game where people were standing around not doing anything, which is always great for the experience of everyone playing, not just us, because when we like to take over every little aspect of the game we play. Yeah. Sorry in advance if you play a game with us. Yeah, we're, we're puzzle hogs. Sorry. Actually, we're not really puzzle hogs. Here we are. We like to let... We okay. We solve the puzzle solve and the then puzzles. walk away and let someone else execute it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we try to let other people solve it and then come over and do we it. We give them. them 
we give them some time first to solve it themselves. Yeah. We don't like taking the experience away from other people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So final thoughts on Gold Rush? Great beginner game. If you are playing an escape game game for the first time, it really shows what they can do scenically, especially as they're, it's like a middle gen game, came out before Mission Mars, but after Prison Break. Mm Mm-hmm. Before jumping into Prison Break, you could do Gold Rush. It's a little bit easier. Great to bring your new player friends to. Yeah, absolutely. And not difficult. Yeah, it's a great start if you're new to the escape game industry and you want to go ahead and jump right into a game that is beautiful to look at, minimal logic leaps. Yeah. And has a pretty smooth gameplay throughout. Yeah, and I always recommend if you're trying to play a private game at the escape game to play in the morning during the week that's unrelated really to gold rush but just as unrelated to gold rush just as a fun tip (laughs) okay moving right along um the next game we're going to talk about is mission mars tell us a story oh yeah that's my job you're the one with the power and the computer over there yeah please hold while i pull it up this one says you have 60 minutes to launch your spaceship you've just landed on the red planet for an exploratory mission but your spacecraft experienced some major damage on the descent. Oh, no! Unfortunately, there's a larger problem at hand. Oh, God. A large fatal amount of cosmic radiation is heading towards Mars, which will cause serious damage to the control systems, making it impossible to get home. You have exactly 60 minutes to repair your ship and launch if you ever want to see Earth again. Because escape game. Difficulty, 8 out of 10. I disagree with that, but that's what it says. Okay, so what do you think about the story in general? Actually, I think the story in this game is probably higher up on the escape game's story scale out of all their games. You have to, like, do things for each system. So, like, the oxygen and the communication system Mm -hmm. and stuff throughout your game. So it does feel like it has a story arc. Right, it feels like all the puzzles are integrated with the story in the sense that you're actually repairing the ship. Yeah, and that it's a progression. It's not just like, and now you must find the gold, like gold rushes. Yeah. Instead, it's like specific things that are propelling the story and your spaceship, I guess, at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, here is a spaceship, and if you solve all of these puzzles, it will magically start working. Yeah. Yeah, Which is cool. And there's a part in the middle that is a story a story only thing that happens and there's some integration like some video integration that progresses the story through so that was cool yeah exactly so moving right along to production value i think that this game in particular really kind of solidified how great the escape game can produce high quality sets and for me it was one of the games that set in my mind what to expect like set the bar really high for what to expect from the escape game yeah and what to expect from their future games right yeah because it is such a technology driven game of course i mean you're on a spaceship yeah so they weren't going to release a game that looked mediocre yeah it was going to actually make it look like you're on a spaceship and all of the tech that goes along with that yes i do think that it was a little bright lighting wise Uh, For a spaceship that's supposed to be 
like losing all of the power systems. Yeah, I mean, in a realistic sense, I guess, but it felt a lot more like theme park. Yeah, it felt very tourist friendly, very family friendly, very like... It was less like crashed escape pod, you know, things are dilapidated and broken and more like, this was a pretty... Yeah, everything looked very clean, which looked really pretty, but didn't really fit with experienced major damage, I would say. Yeah, I mean, loosely. Doesn't mean it didn't look awesome. No, yeah, it looked really cool, but it didn't look like it crash landed or anything like that. Yeah. Leading into immersion. I would say that kind of goes hand in hand. If it was a more immersive, your ship has suffered crazy damage, maybe like... The lighting could have gone in and out and it would have been things would you would be like physically putting things back together, which there's a couple small things, but this is also a puzzle thing. But a lot of the game is like finding a four digit code and and putting it into like a tablet device. Yeah. And if we want to go ahead and talk about the puzzles, this was one of the things I was kind of disappointed about when I played this game yeah. was that before it was released here in Orlando, they marketed it really heavy as a lockless, keyless game that's going to be all integrated tech and everything's going to be automated. And at the time, that was a really unique thing yeah. that not many venues were were doing, or at least people wanted to, but you know, it was taking the industry a little bit of time to get there. Yeah. So we were really excited about that. And then I was disappointed to find out that yes, there were and there weren't any locks to input a number and you know open up the lock to open up a drawer, but there were tablets where you had to input a four-digit number. So essentially, it was the same kind of puzzles yeah. with a more expensive input. Yeah, there was a few things that were like you doing something and something else happening, like tech-related stuff. Yeah, there was plenty of that. Yeah, but but compared... There wasn't that much compared to how many there were... How many four-digit code locks there were. Mm -hmm. It's not really as advertised. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's, like, deceiving. I mean, they did deliver what they said, which is a a game with no locks. But when... when, Locks are just digital. Yeah, when I heard that's not going to be a lock, I, I guess, incorrectly assumed that that meant there weren't going to be any puzzles that led you to a number to input a number somewhere. Yeah. I thought it was all going to be, you know, interacting. You do something and it opens up something else and you move along that way. But it ended up being like, you solve the puzzle. The puzzle gives you a four digit number and you walk over to this tablet and you type in one, two, three, four <laughs> and click, you know, enter and then something happens. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it still was impressive in terms of the scale of what they were able to con- create. Sure. But I was just a little bit let down at that particular point. I played this game twice because I played once with you and once with work. When we played, right when it opened, we were able to skip an entire section of the game because of the way that something was constructed. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And I, they have fixed it because when I played the second time, you couldn't do that. So I was going to complain about it, but they solved the problem. So that's a positive. Yeah. And I mean, it's not to say that the puzzles weren't fun. No, they're fun. They just led you to four digit numbers. Which right. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. And there were other tasks that you had to do that were very story driven and immersive that I really liked. And in terms of the immersion, going back a little bit, mm-hmm. 
you aren't just on the spaceship the whole time. There actually is a part of the game as well where it feels like you're on the surface of Mars. Yeah, which is this game's shining star. Yeah, was super cool. Yeah, it was awesome. And the puzzles, one of the puzzles at least that you do out there, it's really cool and has an escape game surprise. And it looks awesome. It looks like Mars inside of a building. Yeah, it's really impressive. Yeah. As far as the puzzle, I said earlier that I disagreed with it being 8 out of 10. When we played the first time, I think we got out in like 40 minutes, roughly. Because we bypassed that puzzle at the beginning, yeah. Yeah, and even when I played, I played the second time, and I didn't play. I was just also in the room. You were an observer. I think it was like six people, but they also finished in around 40 minutes, which to me is not an 8 out of 10 game. Even for even for experienced players. Yeah, 8 out of 10 difficulty. Yeah, not like 8 out of 10 rating for the game. You mean like difficulty? Yes, yes. Difficulty rating. All right, so overall experience of Mars, similar to the rest of the games? I wouldn't say it was... The, I wouldn't say it was very similar because I went in with such high expectations yeah. of it being all automated and keyless and, you know, whatever... So, I left the game feeling a little bit disappointed, honestly. Yeah, I agree, but that is more due to them marketing it as a keyless game versus the gameplay. I think if we didn't have that in our head beforehand... It would have been different. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. If you don't go in with that expectation, you can just appreciate the game for what it is, which is a high-tech, really cool-looking, pretty immersive experience... Yeah. That just happens to have a bunch of four-digit codes as the answers to the puzzles. Yeah, also, when it first opened, we played it. I think it had a sticker price of 42 a yeah, person. Yeah, it was pretty expensive. It was, when- at the time, that was outrageous, I think. Especially for how fast we finished the game. But now their pricing structure has changed. Yeah, I think they standardized their pricing all around. So each of their games is now 35 So final thoughts about this game? I think it's similar to what we said about Gold Rush in that it's a really... I don't know, because would you recommend it to a brand new player? I think that it gives people really high expectations about what an escape game could be. Or should look like, at least. Yeah, and I think it's fun to play. Yeah, We just went in with a different mindset than I think the average person does when they go play at the escape game. So... Yeah, overall I would say... Looks awesome. I think that it could have been a little bit more immersive if it was a little darker and a little more broken than, like, the white, pristine... Spaceship. Spaceship, yeah, that we were in. The puzzles, I would probably give... Like a 7 out of 10. Yeah, maybe a a 6.5. I'm too indecisive. (laughs) Always give a half for something when you're not quite one or the other. Yeah, between a 6 and a 7 on the puzzle scale for enjoyment... But the production value is off the 12. Charts. Yeah, great. For it. And the immersion is pretty good as well. So, And the story, I think, is one of the highlights of the game. Because yes. it's so well intertwined with the tasks that you have to do throughout. Yeah, and for my overall ranking of where it fits in my The Escape Game tree of hierarchy. games. Hierarchy. I would probably put it somewhere in between Prison Break and Gold Rush, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not one of my favorites that they offer, but it's not my least favorite either. Yeah, somewhere in the middle. And definitely more palatable at 35. 
All right, so now we're going to do Playground, right? Yes, Playground. This game is not new to the Escape game as a brand, but new to Orlando. So we have played it recently, like within the last couple of months. Yeah. This game, in terms of story, is something we've never seen before and was super unique. Tell us a little bit about it. See you on the playground. Summer is here. Well, almost. If you and your friends are going to leave for summer vacation, you'll need your final report card. Here's the problem. You haven't finished your work, and these assignments are unlike anything you've encountered in a classroom before. Luckily, you've got a great squad, and everyone brings something different to the table. Band together to ace the ultimate group project. Pass or fail, you're in this together. Difficulty 6 out of 10. Yeah, so it's marketed as one of their easiest games because you are literally in elementary school. The story is, like I said, incredibly unique in that there is not impending doom at the end. The doom, I guess, if you want to think about it, is you never get to leave school. You must get your report card. Yeah, and there's also something about a kickball. Dodgeball. Yeah, I vaguely remember there being like... Like you had to get to the big kickball game. Yeah, I think it might have been dodgeball. I don't know. I think it was kickball. I don't know. Whatever. Something about a kickball. It's all very family friendly, kid oriented. Mm -hmm. Definitely makes you feel like you're back in elementary school, whether you're a kid or an adult. And everything you have to do throughout the game ties into some fun memory that you had of like being in PE in elementary school and. Something like when you have to learn geography from your fourth grade teacher. Yeah. So for production value, this game is called Playground. It has an actual playground. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty on brand. You can climb on and slide from and all those things that you remember from your time in recess. Yeah. So it starts in a classroom naturally yes and then you move from the classroom to the playground outside and the puzzles the game is pretty non-linear we'll we'll talk more about in puzzles Mm -hmm. but the puzzles are in both the classroom and outside kind of throughout the entire game and it's a pretty big space so if you have a big group you can move through it easily i remember we played it with seven people i think Mm -hmm. and there was plenty to do for everyone Yeah, and plenty of room. And everything is bright and colorful and just really fun to look at. I mean, obviously, there is no real homework to do, so there was not, like, that danger. Everything was fun. The fun fun parts of elementary school. Which leads right into immersion. Yes, I felt like I was right back (laughs) in 2004, in the fourth grade, (laughs) sitting in my classroom and learning about science and whatever math and geography grade learn i don't know yeah things yeah so we're gonna talk about immersion and puzzles kind of at the same time so the thing with this game is that there's a giant report card on the wall so you have to do different puzzles to get little cute little check marks underneath each subject right and this is towards your final goal of like quote getting your report card yes exactly and, and also a kickball right so you have to solve like something to get you your math grade and something to get you your geography grade and your reading grade yeah and i think for the most part i would say 80 percent of the puzzles connected like the thing that you were doing was actually the subject that checked there was a couple of times where we did something and it checked a subject and we were like okay but, but yeah 
But mm-hmm. overall, all of the puzzles are something that you might have done back in the day. There was one puzzle that completely makes sense for a classroom, but something that I would never want to do in an escape game. So my overall puzzle enjoyment was slightly lowered by that. But there were also some things that we had never done in, done in an escape room before that w- were super fun. So it was kind of give and take. Yeah, and uh, another thing that was positive about the puzzles in this game is that since it was such a large space, there were so many different starting points Mm -hmm. that if you actually had a group of 12 in there, you could all break off into like three or four different groups and each group could be working on something simultaneously. Yeah. So I, I think that that really adds, you know, value, especially when you say that you can fit 12 people in there. You don't want to have eight of those 12 people just standing there doing nothing. Yeah, I think it, as advertised, you could have a big group of there and everyone would have fun and have things to do and puzzles to solve, kickballs to win. Yes, exactly. Do you want to say anything else about immersion or puzzles before we move on to our overall thoughts? Yeah, so I just want to mention one more thing about both puzzles and immersion as they nicely go hand in hand, usually, mm-hmm. hopefully. This game had a really awesome wow moment that I won't spoil, per usual, but it was both a puzzly and immersion thing that is definitely a The Escape Game specific thing, I think. It was awesome. Yeah, I think I know what moment you're talking about, and it's like one of those moments where you have to stop yourself and think, am I actually supposed to do this? Because I know when I play escape games, there are certain rules, they tell you not to do things, But, I mean, this is clearly pointing me in this direction, so I hope I'm doing it right. Yeah, which as a player, I love those moments where it tells you, hey, this this is a thing that you can do, so do it. And throughout their games, the escape game has a few of those moments sprinkled in, Mm -hmm. which are always my favorite parts. Yes, mine too. And I really wish that we could say what it is exactly we're talking (laughs) about, because I'm sure those of you who have never played are like, tell me, I just want to know. Yeah, but go play and find out. We really just don't want to spoil it. So overall, do you have any final thoughts about Playground? I think it's, again, a good new player game. And experienced players will get through it rather quickly. I thought all of the puzzles were very easy. So yeah, when we played this game, we played with a total of seven people. It was the two of us, one of our good friends, and then four random people that were walk-ins that presumably, I mean, they looked like they were on a double date or something. Yeah. And we didn't talk to them much before we played the game, but I had a strong suspicion that this was their first ever escape game or they hadn't really played that many. And we finished the game really quickly, like within 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. So I can imagine if we were six experienced players, then the game would have taken us much shorter much shorter i would say that if you're a group of experienced players definitely i wouldn't bring more than six people yeah for a group of new players there's a lot of opportunity to spread out and start in different places and everyone work on their own pace and still comfortably finish within the 60 minutes i think it's a great game for new players because you have the opportunity to get your hands on a lot of different puzzles they're simple to execute but you also get the satisfaction of executing them. And I know when we, I when I played my first escape game, 
you kind of spend like the first 15 20 minutes figuring out like what the hell that you're doing yeah exactly and what an escape game is and what like everything is locked and what am i supposed to do so this doesn't really have much of that it has a little bit of that of solving what you're supposed to do but once you do the rest of it's just fun right so i think it would be great to have as a first game and still be able to escape at the end yeah exactly to be able to get the kickball or whatever yeah get your report card both and skirt out of school there was a lot of hype about the game when we played yeah a lot of bloggers and escape game reviewers have rated this game really highly and we took note of that before we went to go play so we went in with pretty high expectations right but i also think we personally usually like difficult games more than easier games yeah just a personal preference right so a lot of people really like think playground is their favorite the escape game game but for us we liked mysterious market more which we will talk about very soon yeah i think it's just a theming thing for for me because playground was super fun and i would love to do it again and it was a right, great but experience the puzzles but were less fun in because, my opinion because they were, they were not as challenging yeah, yeah. yeah. i think for we, us i think we agree with that but yeah yeah there are still plenty of people out there that recommend this as not only their favorite the escape game game still tongue twister to say that right. but as their favorite game just in general yeah yeah i don't know if i would personally agree with that but it's no. definitely up there as a game that i would recommend to new players experienced players yeah and you can bring the kids (laughs) we don't have kids but i'm sure if we had them it would be a great experience to bring them maybe we could bring the cats we could bring no we can't bring the cats (laughs) but they would like all the little balls yeah just fun fun all around for the whole family all right so like i was saying we're gonna talk about special ops mysterious market but first yes we saved classified to talk about at the same time as special ops because special ops is kind of like the rebranding, revamping of marketing. Yeah, even though it's Pun not. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> also has a market. But it's not the same game at all. And I don't want you to think that if you've played Classified, you will have any idea about the puzzles in Mysterious Market. Because no. the similarities stop at them both having markets and being like loosely bizarre intelligence related themed yeah yeah we kind of alluded to this earlier when we said that the heist in our strong suspicions it might be leaving the escape games lineup sometime soon because classified was also part of their first gen games yeah and it was alongside the heist and prison break when they first opened in orlando Mm -hmm. so it was one of the first games that we played at the escape game but in the Orlando location, and as we've noticed in other locations as well, they've started to take Classified out and exchange it for Special Ops Mysterious Market. Yeah, as of now, Classified is only running in Austin. And Pigeon Forge. Yeah, so if you want to play it, go to those locations before it is gone forever, most likely. Yeah, and yesterday when we were talking about what to say in this podcast, <laughs> I was like, let's look to see if Classified is officially gone everywhere so we can spoil the fun parts of it. But alas, we cannot. We cannot. But there are some fun elements to it, which we will get to. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. So can you tell us a little bit about what is the story of Classified? Yes, of course. All right. You have 60 minutes to uncover the secret plot. <gasps> 
This message will self-destruct. <laughs> you and your team are a group of military personnel who have been assigned to a critical covert mission. Your objective is to stop a major international threat by gathering details on an impending attack. In this thrilling high-stakes mission, it's up to you to get inside the heads of the masterminds and infiltrate their evil plan. Hmm. Difficulty, 7 out of 10. Yeah, so in terms of the story, I would say it's pretty straightforward. You are going into this market that is mildly Middle Eastern themed. Yeah. And you're trying to find the plans of this secret organization, which is presumably going to destroy humanity or something very serious like that. Yeah, so it says your objective is to stop a major international threat by gathering details. So... The objectives of the game are to figure out, like, the time and the place and... The location. The lo- I oh, said wait. place. The time, the place... And where. No. That's <laughs> the same. The time, the day, and the location. Yes. Of so the that's, that's your ultimate mission in order to finish the game. Yep. And, I mean, it is pretty consistent throughout. I mean, your objective is to find exactly when where and how the attack will take place and that is indeed what you do yeah it's kind of similar to heist in that the story is laid out for you at the beginning and doesn't change or evolve or anything until the end Mm -hmm. so production value wise the market looks cool especially for a gen one the escape game game Mm -hmm. the beginning the first room where you start is pretty convincing as a market it has beans, which is a highlight. What she means by beans is that you walk in and there's like bowls that have different fruit in them and they're selling coffee beans. You have to interact with some of the different items in the market to solve some of the puzzles. And um, you move through the story by like finding your way into the secret lair of the bad guys. Yeah, which has a very cool The Escape Game room transition. Yes, that we mentioned earlier, which yes. we wanted to spoil, but we can't. So you're just yep. going to find out for yourself unless you've already played. Yeah, and then you end up in like the secret lair of the, the people who who are planning the attack. And production value-wise, the second part of the game, the like lair, is just kind of like an office. Yeah, it was not as detailed as the first half of the game. Yeah. Um, so I think that the the space where you started was... A highlight mm-hmm. in my opinion and then as the game progressed it kind of got a little less impressive yeah the production value kind of decreased slowly all the way until the game ended for me yeah and yeah. that kind of goes along with immersion as well which is our next category yeah the immersion in the market is a lot higher in my opinion than the immersion in the office and the really most immersive part is the transition thing that we were talking about, mm-hmm. which is really cool. To get from one place to the next. Yes. There is a blacklight puzzle, which is immersion breaking to me. I don't think yeah. if you were in like a secret CIA team, you would use a blacklight. Yeah, but it kind of goes along with like the special agent type vibe. I think that's why people use blacklight in general, because... Someone in their everyday life does not trace things on the wall with blacklight. But we've seen it so overdone in different games that it just gets to be a little bit repetitive for us. There was one blacklight puzzle in the game that was immersive and there was one that was not. 
Yeah, but then it, you get into the overuse of the black light, and that's just yeah. They should I, I have used it just that. for the, that one thing that I thought was very immersive mm-hmm. and would make sense for as to why you would use it, right? And then not used it for anything else. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the puzzles, I mm-hmm. think the game started out really strong. Yeah. And there are some task-based things you have to do that were really fun. And like I said earlier about like interacting with the different food items in the market is yep. fun. I think kind of similar to the production value, it kind of fizzles out towards the end yeah. in terms of the creativity of the puzzles. Yeah, and if you've played a lot of games and you are playing this game, you're going to see puzzles that you have seen before. But it's also, I mean, it was one of the Escape Games' first games when there were not a lot of other games doing similar things. Right. So, like, now in 2019, we can say, yeah, the puzzles weren't very unique. But at the time, there weren't many things to compare it to. So we right. thought it was great. Yeah. But if you're going to go play now for the first time, just know that you will have seen things before. Right. If you're ex- an experienced player like right. we are. Also, if you're not an experienced player, why are you listening to this? <laughs> also, if you're not an experienced player, thank you for listening to this. Our next category is overall experience. So what I want to mention about this game in particular, the first time we played it, it was the two of us and a couple that we were paired with that we had never met before. Mm -hmm. And this was one of the first times that, at least for me, I experienced the random people that we played with severely hindering the experience. One of our first very negative next game experiences. Yeah, and I say it like kind of politely like that because it's not their fault yeah but they were not top-notch members of the team yeah i think the problem was the sharpest tools in the shed yeah not the crunchiest chips in the bag yeah to put it nicely but what i what i mean by that is that we were trying our best to include them and to not you know solve all the puzzles while they just stood there and did nothing because that nobody wants to pay 35 dollars a person to watch someone else go through the whole experience and you just stand there of course and what ended up happening was we lost the game at the end because basically we were trying to let our teammates solve the final puzzle when we knew exactly what to do they had no idea what to do we we were were just letting them we were trying to explain (laughs) to them what to do and in the process ran out of time yeah rather than just doing it yeah so that kind of frustrated us a little bit so yeah anything else to say about classified before we start comparing it to mysterious market Classified, I would say overall it's an oldie but a goodie. Eh. If I were to play it today, I wouldn't recommend it. It wouldn't blow my mind. Yeah. But if you haven't played it, I mean it's still fun to play. I would play it before it disappears forever. Yes. But what I really want to get to is what classified was transformed into, at Mm -hmm. least in the Orlando location, which is Special Ops Mysterious Market. Which, in my opinion, is my absolute favorite crowning jewel of the Escape Games games. (laughs) Yes. Like we were saying earlier, a lot of people like Playground as the Escape Games crowning jewel. But we are strongly in favor of Special Ops over Playground. And we will tell you why. Yep. So, first, I will read the story once again. It started as a routine operation. You and your fellow field agents were sent to investigate the area's local market. There it is. Mm. The market. It's late. It's quiet. But something's not quite right. Just as you're about to wrap up your inspection, you encounter a twist you never expected. Mm. That's kind of a tongue twister. 
Should you have seen this coming? Difficulty 8 out of 10. Yeah. So one of the reasons we wanted to talk about Classified right before we talked about Mysterious Market is because scenically and storily, that's not a word, (laughs) but storily and scenically, they are very similar. Yeah. But Mysterious Market, I think, is just like the culmination of all of the awesome things we've talked about from the escape game into one game. Yeah. And starting with the story, I mean, it's similar to Classified in that you're starting off in a market type situation, bizarre, outside. Yeah, but I think this game is the escape game's best use of story because the story changes and evolves and is you are interacting with the story and the characters throughout the entire game in a much more immersive way than any of the other, their other games. Right. And what I really liked about this game in particular is that you actually felt like you were an active role in the story and that the choices you made and the things you did in the puzzles and throughout the experience actually impacted the story and how the game unfolded. Right. In this game, you really feel like you are a part of a story that's unfolding. Right. Rather than you are trying to get to the end of a story that you number one, already know the ending too. Mm-hmm. And number two, the story hasn't pro- like evolved or changed at all. Right. So like the heist, the story is you have to get in and steal the painting and come out. And mm-hmm. in the game, you go, you steal the painting and you come out. There's no right. like, you There's already no know twists what, and turns. You already know what the outcome is going to be. Whereas right. this game, you definitely cannot predict what is going to happen when you go in. And it's much more exciting for me, at least that way. Yes. And also this game has... A good like adrenaline vibe on in the second half of it mm-hmm. which i'm always a fan of i love like racing against the clock and like trying to do something with like two minutes left on the clock and the pressure is increasing and i think this game did a good job of creating that environment right creating the pressure versus just like the guard will be back in 60 minutes yeah it really felt urgent yeah and production value for me this is it's off Similar the to story, yeah. one of, the, or not one of, but the best that the escape game has to offer. Kind of like classified at the beginning where you're yeah. outside of a market. It looks like classified on steroids at the beginning. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, there's the little facade of the market and the outside area where there's like a shoe rack and mm-hmm. like it actually, and a, a whole wall of like leather bags. Mm-hmm. Um so, it, yeah, it looks exactly like classified times 100. Yeah, and again, you can look at their website if you want to see the virtual tour of the first half of the game. The second half of the game is not on their website because they don't want to spoil... For good reason. ...the twists and turns for you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a beautiful set. It looks super expensive. It looks yeah. incredible. One of the best production designs we've seen in any game. Yeah, absolutely. And the second half of the game, I won't spoil what it is, but it's a completely different feel than the first half of the game and equally as impressive in a completely different way. Yeah. And we've kind of alluded to these transitions between different parts of the game for examples of the other games we've talked about. But in Special Ops in particular, that transition from the first half of the game to the second half of the game was really impressive, mm-hmm. really immersive, and... And different than all their other games. Yeah, and different and somehow so much better and so <laughs> just... It blew my mind. I had so much fun. Yeah, it was awesome. 
and that goes right into immersion. As it does for... Usually. (laughs) We have talked extensively about how awesome we think this game feels and looks, and that creates a very immersive environment, especially all that stuff we were saying about story and feeling like you were a part of it. And actually in that situation, the escape game does a great job of creating an immersive experience in this game. I think the only thing that they could improve is the clue system for it. I think if the clue system for this game was also integrated into the way that you are interacting with the story. It would have just brought it to another level. Yeah, it would have made the game even better. I agree, but it th- that doesn't detract from no, the product that it already is, no. which is incredible. It, it is immersion breaking, but for the average player, that's not going. It's going to be an inconsequential amount, right? For us, it was an inconsequential amount. I just I am a big fan of immersive clue systems, so I always like to appreciate it when it exists, and I think this game would have done really well with it. Yeah, moving right along to puzzles, going along with everything else that we've praised about this game. The puzzles are, I think, seamlessly integrated into not only the story, but the environment Mm -hmm. of the game, which we always appreciate. And it has one of those, am I really allowed to do this moments, which is always a blast. Yeah. And for the puzzles, it's very much like you are investigating the market and what can you do with the different tools that you find in the market. The displays in the market are not just red herrings or just not there for fun, mm-hmm. but they're active parts of the story and things you have to interact with. Yeah, and the puzzles and the things that you're solving for are things that make sense and like things that you would actually be doing in the market or things that you need to do in like your secret intelligence operation in a market. Mm-hmm. And they were also pretty difficult, which... I liked. Yeah, we're more fans of difficult puzzles. I mean, this game is rated, I think, at an 8 out of 10 in difficulty, and I would agree with that. Yeah. Some of them were incredibly intuitive. You knew exactly what to do immediately, and you executed it, and it was, you know, pretty pretty straightforward. But some of them, I mean, required a lot of, like, thinking and mm-hmm. pondering and bouncing ideas off of other people about what you think you might do and for me those are some of the most satisfying puzzles because the aha moment is that much more exciting when you figure out something that you've been kind of mulling around in your brain for a couple minutes right and it had a good mix of puzzles that you looked at it and you immediately knew what to do and you could accomplish it quickly and puzzles like like you were saying that you had to mull it over and we talked about it and we went back and forth like different options and there was a puzzle that i can remember where you looked at it and you knew exactly what the objective was, but figuring out how to execute it was the puzzle. And it took a little bit to figure that out and to go through different thought processes. Processes? Processes. And I really loved that in a puzzle too. So it was a good variety. Yeah. And it had a good final puzzle, I thought too. Yeah, there was a huge variety. And I like you said about the final puzzle, I really liked that it kind of culminated into like this big finale Mm -hmm. that led to the end of the game. I really appreciate story elements as part of the finale of a game to kind of crescendo into, you know, that high feeling you get after you finally Mm -hmm. escape and you, you know, solve the mystery or whatever. And this game had a really great example of that. Yeah. Overall experience. Clearly, we love the game. We've just been raving about it for however long we've been talking about it. I would go back and play it now, and we played it only like a month ago. (laughs) I would erase, I would like to get that thing from Men in Black. (laughs) 
a neuralizer to um, erase my memory of the game so that I could play it again. Yeah, this is a game that I will continually yeah go play. It's so much fun. It's always in my handful of recommendations for Orlando when customers ask me, hey, like, we loved your games. What else should we check out? I always recommend that game specifically. And, if, and if there are other ones also in the area. But yeah, so if you live near uh, the escape game location and have not played it, I would definitely go as soon as possible. Right now, get in your car and drive there immediately. Play this game. It's so good. Yep. Or you could listen to this in the car on your way there. (laughs) To get hype about about it. The only, the escape game, game game (laughs) that we have not talked about is Nashville, which we have not played. But if we ever do, we will talk about it. If you are in Nashville and you have played it, please tell us your thoughts about it. We would love to hear it. Also, now that we've given all of our opinions about these games, we would love to hear your opinions. Yep. So if you had a super strong experience or a super negative experience or whatever in any of these games. Or a crazy mixed game story. Yeah, we would love to hear your opinions. So if you want to shoot us an email or a DM in any of our social media. And maybe we will read them at the beginning of next episode because we are curious about what you guys think. And we would love to put your opinions into the void rather than just ours. Also, the escape game just opened a brand new game called Ruins. Super psyched. We're so hyped. We have our fingers crossed that they're going to take out Heist and put it in Orlando as soon as possible. Yes. Well, not that we want them to get rid of Heist, but we really want to play Ruins. I've heard yes. only rave reviews about it. P- people have been saying that it's better than anything else they have, which is going to be hard to beat. Yeah. So we're super excited for that. Maybe if we can't wait, we will make our way to a escape game location. Near us. <laughs> not near us. Not near us to play it. So yeah, if you have played Ruins, definitely let us know how it let is. Let us know. We want to hear it. All right. This is the part where we tell you to follow us on social media. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. We are so appreciative of each and every one of you that cares about what we have to say when we sit here in this room and talk into the void and hope that people are out there listening. So if you do like what we have to say, please follow us on social media. We are at ESC Expeditions on Twitter and at Escape Expeditions on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. And our email, which is escapeexpeditionscontact at gmail.com. Oh, good job. Yeah, I finally remembered it. And yeah, do you have any other final thoughts? Have a great week. Bye. Your destination is on your left. The end of this podcast.